0: Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. I have a question for you. We own a Bristol Myers Squibb and BMY. Uh, just wondering if we should uh, sell it and move on to something that would do a little bit better. And provides unbiased answers.
1: I will say this I would probably hold on to it. Um, it's a $150 billion company, and sales have been growing 60, 70% a quarter the last four quarters.
0: Invest Talk. Over 28 million downloads and counting.
1: Doc doesn't make money. There's no reason to buy it.
0: Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART.
2: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast.
1: It is it is Tuesday, January nineteenth, two thousand twenty-one, and on today's program and podcast, we will operate with the mission statement as we do most days these time. Independent thinking and shares success. that is our assurance that we will on our on our market reporting, our process explanations, our education segments, and our stock commentary, we will be we will we will present present the information without bias. We've been doing that for years. We will continue to do it. We will talk about facts, and when we talk about prognostications, we'll say that. We'll say that we're we think this is going to happen. But generally speaking, I deal with facts that we know. I'm Steve Peasley, and of course, we encourage you to contact us through your, uh, you know, your, your phone call, through your emails, whatever, however you want to contact us, you can. And we'll be happy to take any investments or money-type questions, anything financial we'll talk about. And, of course, you get to drive the show where you want it to go. It's up to you. Now, we can call and interact with, uh, with, uh, with. you can do that right now. You can call right now. We're live, streaming live, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. Or you can leave questions anytime you want on our Invest Talk Voice Bank. And the number never changes. It's always the same, 888-99-CHART. So you can call now. Or anytime you think of a financial question you want to talk about. So let's go ahead and get right. Let's get right to the calls. We'd like to get started fast. Shannon in Florida. Thanks for taking the call. I just had a question about CleanSpark,
0: Inc., C-L-S-K. It's basically like Bitcoin mining acquisition company. And I just wanted to see what you thought about it. I was thinking about getting in. I know it's had a good little run. It's jumped up, so it's probably a little bit high right now. But maybe wait for a pullback. Just want to see what you think might be a good price target, or what you think about the stock in general. Thanks so much.
1: Okay, um, CLSK, it's CleanSpark Inc. provides energy software and control technology solutions to control the distributed energy resources. Okay, so it's a small company, seven hundred t- thirty-two million in size, which is small. It was growing very, very fast up until the most recent quarter where it shrank 16%. But it was growing very, very fast because even the the best quarter it had, which was the June quarter, was $3.4 million in sales, which is pretty darn small. Okay? So it's never made money, and it's, it's scheduled to make money in 2022, 87 cents a share. Before, it's never made money. So I wouldn't be interested in this cock at all. Remember... I don't like buying stocks that don't make money. And this is a $30 stock, gonna make $0.87 next year. That's way too, that's two years away, this year plus. All this year and by the end of the the following year, they have made $0.87 a share. And why would you give it such a huge P.E. ratio? I mean, so it provides software, okay, to control technology solutions to control the distribution of energy resources. Okay. Does that make it worth this kind of money? Well, it's just not for me. This I I would not be a buyer of this stock. It's too risky for me. Okay. And that's a clean spark, everybody. Symbol CLSK. Um, well, my answer to our caller was a demonstration uh, of what we do, okay, on this program and podcast. I will do my best to provide unbiased answers. I'm talking about the numbers on these companies, the fundamental numbers that we have. Um, and, and that's what we do. We're not going to give you some hype about these companies. And we'll talk about strategies. We'll talk anything you want to talk about in the market, 401Ks, IRAs, okay, but there's always uncertainty in the market. So, I'm telling you, for this company, it's scheduled to make 87 cents a share next year, and the last five, six years, it's never made money; it's lost money. So those are facts, the facts that it lost money. Facts. Estimate next year. That's not a fact yet, but that's what the estimate. That's what the experts are calling for. So, so we'll talk about all those things. Remember the numbers 88899 chart. Today's trivia question concerns the term small cap. Do you know the benefits of investing in small caps? How about the dangers? Do you know those? My trivia question is coming up at the halfway point of the program, as it does usually every day. So how did the market do today? Well, it was up today. The Dow was up 116, but the NASDAQ was up much better, 198 points for the NASDAQ, and 31 points for the S&P 500. So the NASDAQ led, which is, which is the norm? It's when it doesn't lead the markets that there's, you, you, you have concerns, uh, and you know that which are what we think we're seeing is maybe the beginnings of a turning away from Nasdaq and going to value stocks. Well, after today's numbers, well, not today. It wasn't back to the Nasdaq. But whenever there's a change in the market, it's never all at one time. It's a, it's usually a you know, give and take for a while before the the actual new direction reveals itself. Okay. Okay, you're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we're already in we're already in the third trading week of the new year, 2021. Keep in mind, and we're in, we're in, we're starting to get some heavy earnings numbers coming in. The earnings season is here. Okay, so. Remember, the task is to build your financial freedom goal, right? Whatever that goal is, that's what our task is. So we're going to keep focused on that throughout this year. No backsliding. So your goal of financial freedom will require information and strategies, and we want to help you with that. So Give us a call. Your participation is always a very important part of the program. 888-99-CHART.
0: It's a new year, and building your financial future takes information and commitment. So, you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. Call Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart. 888
1: 992 4278. Love to talk to you. What are we going to talk about today? If you don't call and drive the show where you want to go, we have other things we could discuss. I always have a list of things. Uh, three signs your money management skills need an overhaul. Gonna be one of our main talking points today, but also I want to talk about earnings and what's coming up. There's, there's on the January 27th, there's three companies reporting earnings, which I think will be kind of bellwether as to where, where the market might be going and how well the earnings were last, this last year. Um, I want to talk about Microsoft joining forces with GM. And finally, um, charging your phone. You know that you know the charging, the big issue is charging your uh, the electric vehicles, right? The big issue is you have to take so long to do it, right? Now, there's some better technology that might change that. But there's also charging your electric vehicle while you drive. And I'm not talking solar panels. I'm not talking solar panels. So those, those three things I want to talk about, Those uh, that's what I'm most interested in today because these were interesting articles I was reading, and I said, I need to share this. But, of course, that's with time permitting, and you drive it, so where do you want to go with the show? So let's grab another voice bank call, 888-99-CHART.
0: Hey, guys, love your show. Uh, I've been listening for several years now, and I've learned a lot. Uh, I have a question for you. We own uh, Bristol-Myers Squib, BMY. Had it almost three years and it's literally worth exactly what we paid for it. But it does pay a decent dividend. Uh, just wondering if we should uh, sell it and move on to something that would do a little bit better. Thanks.
1: Well, you know, that's always an issue. You have a stock that's really solid, blue chip in nature, and it hasn't done anything. And that's not unusual. That's why you rely on dividends on these big blue chip stocks, because the dividends give you a return if the stock price doesn't. Now, I will say this, I would probably hold on to it. Um, it's a 150 billion dollar company and sales have been growing 60-70% a quarter the last four quarters. It's going to make $6.39 this year after making 4.69 last year per share. That's a 36% increase. Next year is going to go up another 17% to $7.46 a share. Okay, so it's a $7.50 earnings and it's a $66 stock. Okay, that means what? It's a 9 PE. What's the five-year average? 9 to 34. Return on equity is 24%. Cash flow is $4.39. Dividend yield is 2.9%. And it's just broke out, up, about four days ago, 52-week high. No, you hold on to this. You don't sell it now. Don't sell it now. I just think it's the wrong time. BMY, Bristol-Myers Squibb, everybody develops pharmaceuticals for treatment of oncology and, you know, different cardiovascular and, you know, other kinds of diseases. It's big. Okay, BMY. Okay, let's talk about um, your money. Let's talk about your money management skills. Uh, one of the things you really should do is analyze and see if you have, number one, the time, Number one, the number two, the education, and number three, the desire to manage your own money. Remember, you are betting that you are doing, you can manage your money better than the professionals. Now, I'm not saying you can't, because a lot of individuals can, but you still have to brush up on your skills. Okay, so if you're managing your entire financial outlook of your of your, that's even a broader skill set. You go from, okay, I'm managing my stock market holdings versus my entire financial situation. So what are some of the things you have to learn? One of the things that most people don't realize is how much they, it costs to survive, to live on their uh, their earnings. Many people live well beyond their earnings. They They spend more than they earn. And therefore you have first thing you do is find out how much things cost. How much are you paying out every month? Okay? And you got to think about adding your credit card bills, how much are you charging and building your credit card uh uh expenses. Are you spending more than you earn? So that's the number one thing you should focus on. What are the costs to live for you? Okay? And that once you know that, you know, you'll have an idea of whether or not you're living just paycheck to paycheck. And that's number two that you should be fully, clearly aware of. How much are you earning? And are you not saving anything? Is it, t- is it just all going? And I'll tell you this. The average person in the United States listening to this podcast, you're spending more than you earn. You could cut your expense. It's not difficult to live within your means. You just don't want to do it. Most people don't want to do that. They want the new stuff. They want, you know, a Starbucks coffee every morning, two or three cups a day, and they want to eat out all the time, and they want, it's, and that's okay. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm saying most people live beyond their means, and my goal is to try to convince you to live below your means, below. And you can tell if you you can tell if you're living beyond means. Are you always you know going paycheck to paycheck and say, well, okay, I'll pay these bills and I'll post put off the next that bill to the next paycheck because you know it's not too late until if I just postpone it. If you're doing those kinds of things, there's something wrong. You should not have to do that. That's not how you should live. And you don't want to live that way. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to live. Where you know every paycheck goes for every expense, and or more. It's so don't do it. it. It's it's very doable. Okay, I should have took another call. I guess I talked too long on that one. I'm sorry about that. We're headed into a break, everybody. I'm here now, waiting for your financial investment questions. 888-99-CHARGE.
2: Every bit of advice that you are willing to share I very much appreciate. Invest Talk is here to help. I really enjoy this show. And we thank you for listening. I'm sorry that I can't hear it every day.
0: The markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. The good news? You can get unbiased guidance on demand from Invest Talk hosts Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. Listen live or download the free podcasts. And now the phone lines are open. Your questions are welcome. Call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Zeke from Washington. I uh, love the show. I had a question regarding ticker symbol y-o-l-o it's a fairly new U.S. cannabis ETF but I just wanted to, to see if you like this stock and if there are any red flags that I should be aware of or if there's a better option out there in the near future thank you
1: okay this is an ETF it's not a stock it's a exchange traded fund so you can perform as corresponding to the e-long term capital appreciation okay um So it's Advisors Pure Cannabis. So that's the name of the ETF. So it's obviously in the cannabis sector. And it's done very, very well, like many of the cannabis stocks have. And I think that most of them have, are overbought. And I think you're going to see a pullback. I would wait for a pullback in this, this stock or this ETF. And it's at 22 now. I'd be, I'd be much more comfortable. Buying it at 1680, that's where there's some support. And then more support at around 12, 1250, somewhere around there. But I don't know if I, I wouldn't chase it. It feels like we're chasing the cannabis stocks here. The people are calling up, they're all excited about the cannabis stocks because they've done so well. And, you know, that looks like a, a growth industry, which it is. But I think it's, I think it's gotten very much ahead of itself, these types of stocks. ETFs that focus on these. When everybody wants something, that's when you should start to hesitate. And I'm not saying don't buy cannabis stocks, but don't overpay for them or ETFs. Don't overpay for them. I just don't like overpaying for things. Okay, eight 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 ninety nine chart. Okay, earnings. We're going to have earnings reports have been coming out today. We're going to have some pretty. Uh, pretty big earnings coming out. Next week, we're going to have, on no, 27th, January 27th, seventh. are going to be three companies that are going to report earnings. Okay, three of them. And I'm just thinking that these three companies are going to be very important as to the direction of the market. There's, there's Boeing, and there's Apple, and there's Tesla. Now notice each one of these is a little bit different area of the market of the economy of. So Boeing's going to be important because are, is airline going airline starting to recover? And airlines, if they start to recover, they'll start buying or ordering planes from Boeing. So how good or bad is Boeing's earnings going to be? Apple, we all know about Apple. You know, how, are they the new phone? Are there's a new, there's a new phone going to have enough sales? to push the stock higher? And, of course, Tesla has done super well as far as a stock holding, the stock price. But are the sales matching the expectations? And see, that's why I think these three companies reporting next week, and there was an article about it. These three companies reporting are kind of, I don't know, like a bellwether as to where the market might go. Now, I wouldn't just look at these three stocks and make my decisions of where the market going to go, but I think it's important that we look at these types of companies, and these three big ones are going to be, remember, Tesla is huge winner, Apple, big winner last year, Boeing. Uh, I don't know, what did Boeing do for the last year? It's actually recovered pretty nicely from the COVID low, but it's still way below its old high. So we want to see if there's going to be a you know a return. I know we will have a return to the growing sales of uh, airplanes and uh, airline industry recovery. We are going to have it. It's happening, but not until we get that COVID vaccine it's widespread. That that's going to take a while. This is going to take a while. Now, it is a new year, and I want to make take a quick minute uh, to make you aware of some of the benefits of Justin Klein and myself and our KPP financial company. First, we, you know, we are based in Irvine, California. We've mentioned that a lot. That's an, an Orange County. The Orange County is between San Diego County and the Los Angeles County. Uh, and thanks to technology, we, we review portfolios all the time and give strategic guidance to these people who ask for our help. We will do that, and keep in mind that we do that every day. And it's, you know, we we like to implement unbiased guidance, parallel investing. Meaning, I buy the same things for myself as I do for clients. So if you become a client, I'm going to be buying the, the same thing you are. Your portfolio will eventually look just like mine in each one of our programs. Okay, that I think that's important. We put our money where our mouth is. Now, if you want to talk to us, you can send us an email through investdoc.com. Or you can just go to KPP Financial or give us a call, any of those things. Okay, you probably heard Justin and I use the term small-cap stocks at some point. I think I mentioned it today already. Now, as we go to break, here's my two-part question. What is a small-cap stock in financial terms? And can you name two or three small-cap stocks, the company names? After a break, I'll supply the answer, but for now, my phone lines are open and I encourage your investment questions, 888-99-CHART.
3: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left Whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay. Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at hackerone.com. That's H A C K E R O N E.com. HackerOne.com. hackerone.com.
4: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
0: Have you heard about Riskalyze? It's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses, they can use the Riskalyze results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. Learn more anytime and take the Riskalyze quiz at investtalk.com. Eighty-eight
1: eight, eight, ninety-nine chart I asked a trivia question before the break. And uh, what what is a small cap stock in financial terms I'm talking about? And can you name two or three small cap stocks? Company names. Any names, huh? So what is a small cap? The term small cap describes companies with a relatively small number, a small amount of market capitalization. Cap means it's short for capitalization, small cap. But what does that mean? That means you multiply the stock price by the number of shares outstanding, and that tells you how big the company, and that's where you get small, mid, and large cap. Okay. So that's what the, now small cap generally means a company worth 300 million to 2 billion in market capitalization value. Number of stocks times the price of the stock. Okay. A company's market capitalization is the market value of its outstanding shares. One benefit of investing in small cap stocks is the opportunity to beat institutional investors. Why is that? Because many mutual funds have internal rules that restrict them from buying small companies. Also, the investment, company, the investment Company Act of 1940 prohibits mutual funds from owning more than 10% of any company's voting stock. So even if it's a small cap mutual fund, they can't load up on one company or just a few companies. they got to spread it around. So it gives you the opportunity to outperform. But also, small caps are more risky. So a general rule, small cap companies offer the room for growth but also confer greater risk and a lot more volatility than large cap companies. A large cap company has a market capitalization of 10 billion dollars or higher. 10 billion or higher is a large cap. So in between the $1 billion or 2 billion and 10 is the mid cap stocks. Right? So what is what is a couple, three samples of small cap? Now, also think about it, these examples. AMC, okay, AMC Theaters. Okay, there's movie theaters. There are 262 million. Small cap, is it growing? Right now, they're losing lots of money. Remember, small cap, but one of the reasons you want to buy small cap is you want the excess growth. you want to outperform. Or how about Kodak? Kodak is a small company. Now, it's shrunk, $682 million. Is it growing? No. Hasn't grown forever. Lo- lost, lose- Losing money. But it's small cap. See, so you can have small caps that don't make money or are not growing. And finally, how about RAD? You know who RAD is? That's Right Aid Corporation. And they are a $1 billion company. Are they growing? Yes, they're growing. So, you know, just be aware of what you're getting yourself into. Don't think just small caps are all high growth. No, some companies were big caps, and now they're small caps. Kodak is a perfect example. Okay? So, just thinking, you know, know, where should you be? How many small caps should you have in a portfolio? How many mid-cap, how many large-cap stocks should you have? Well, that goes to what kind of investor you want to be or are. What kind of investor are you? We can talk about it another day. So let's keep the flow moving. Let's get back to some of the questions in our voice bank, uh, Invest Talk voice bank. So here's a question that came in earlier. 888-99 chart.
4: Hi, my name is Tony. My question is on real estate. If you're collecting $2,000 rent and all the bills to the property are $1,500, so it's positive $500, is it worth it? Or, I'm just thinking that the depreciation on the property is what makes it worthwhile. Thanks. Seeing what you say on that.
1: Okay, that's a very good question. How do you know if a real estate investment is worth it? Well, how much money did you put into it? Because one thing about real estate is you get to use leverage, meaning you get to use the bank's money. Okay, so you have to put money into it. But if you put in, let's say you put in $100,000 and you're making $2,000 a month, that's 24000 So on a $100,000 base, you're making 24%. But what if you borrow money and now you have to pay that loan? He says he was cash flow positive of $500 a month. Okay, so now you're looking at what? $6,000 on that 100000 investment, that's 6%. Is it worth it? See, that's you do the math. The math. Always do the math. What's my return on invested dollars? I put so much money into it. How much am I making out of it? Now, to that, you got to add the depreciation, as you pointed out. Uh, the, uh, the depreciation, because you get the depreciated real estate over 27 and a half years. So, that's a write-off. Also, most real estate should be appreciating... So if it goes up 1% a year, so you get to add that to your return, so it's the math. And then you need to do the math of where you are. California is difficult because the properties are so expensive that you have to put such a huge amount down that your return on invested dollars is not that great. But what really makes it better, much more attractive is the appreciation. Many parts of the country, there's not much appreciation. California, along the coasts of California, most properties appreciate pretty nicely. I mean, percentage wise. So it, again, you got to do the math. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. So let's see if I squeeze in another caller after the you know the, this guy came in. This this call came in from Orlando.
0: Hey Steve, hey Justin, this is Vince from Orlando. Big fan of the show. Uh, had a question here about. Desktop Metal, ticker DM, and Materials Corporation, ticker MP. Both are fairly new. MP IPO'd in November of this year. Desktop Metal IPO'd looks like April 2019. Just wanted more information about these companies. It seemed like they deal with the 3D printing sector. Just wanted to know what you guys thought of these stocks, the sector in general, and if you were going to invest in one of these companies, which one would you choose and why? Thanks, guys.
1: Okay, DP and MP is the symbols. Uh, excuse me. Okay, looking at DP, and we'll look at both of them real quick. Neither one of them make money. So there's a there's a big uh, DM, I'm sorry, DM and DP and MP. Uh, neither one of them make money. Uh, DM, desktop metal, designs and manufactures 3D printers that pro- Produce essential tools for engineering. Their sales, not hardly any. They're losing 20, 38 cents a share this year, losing 26 cents a share next year. And if you look at MP and see if they look better, which owns and operates, okay, this is, this one is, is, owns and operates rare earth mining and processing site, uh, in Western Hemisphere. It's a 1.5 billion. They have no earnings. They don't have any uh, sales either yet, and yet it's 35 dollars stock for uh, MP and for uh, DM. It's a 20-something dollar stock. Neither one of them are attractive to me. They don't make any money. Remember, stock doesn't make money. There's no reason to buy it. Bill in Northern California. How are you doing, Bill? Hi, Steve. Pretty good, thank you. How are you? Good. Um, Thank you for the call. I appreciate uh, it. Thanks. Um, So I'm interested in um, um, Humana,
0: but I would also like you to um, compare it to United Health and tell me, you know, how those two contrast and which one you think has the most
1: uh, capital appreciation potential in the next few years. Okay, let's look at Humana. H-U-M is a symbol. Provides managed healthcare services through HMO, PPO, government contracts to about sixteen point six million members. Very good earnings growth. Uh, the eighteen point seventy dollars 70 earnings this year. That's about five percent. Next year, it's going to go up sixteen percent to twenty one seventy two. It's a four hundred seven dollars stock. So that makes the, P- the P-E ratio about nineteen or so, which is a little 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 pricey. A return on equity is very good at 22, and it's a huge company, 53, 54 billion. And you wanted me to uh, compare that with which company? United Health UNH. UNH? Yeah. Okay, let's look at UNH. Now UNH is 334 billion, so both of them are very large, provides health care benefit plans and data information, services to employees, businesses, and individuals. They're gonna make eighteen dollars and thirty and twenty three cents next year. Uh, they're growing their earnings ten percent. They're growing the sales between seven and eight uh, percent. Let's see, Is, and there, see, both of them are little, about the same as far as how the costs. You know how much the stock costs compared to its earnings and earnings growth. Let me go back to uh, Humana H U M. I'm trying to compare and contrast. It's difficult to do that uh, real quick, as fast as, you know, but I'm going to try. Jeez, mm, man. Both of these are pretty similar as far as health, but I think I would probably pick Humana over. They're, they're $53 billion, so they're not as big, and they have a much better sales growth prospects And I kind of like that because their price, their P-E ratios with just looking at that are pretty much the same. I mean, as far as, you know, what they're going to earn next year and how pricey is the stock. If you were going to twist my arm, it'd be Humana, Bill. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm Steve Peas, and you're listening to Invest Talk. And you're not alone. Now, as you might assume, the greatest number of our listeners are in the United States, of course. You know, we get listeners from all over the world: Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, Germany, China, Japan, Switzerland, uh, Saudi Arabia, Russia, India, Thailand. I mean, it's really, really interesting. And we are both, Justin and I, both pleased that it's coming from so diverse parts of the world. We really, we really find that fulfilling. We like it. 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 Besides, it's ego Butt building, right? But we like that so many people are getting our show and listening and calling and sending us emails and asking us questions. We love it. So keep that up. Of course, we want you to help expand our show. Tell your friends and family. And, of course, we welcome all calls at KPP Financial Offices, Irvine, California. We will help you. We'll take a look at your portfolios. We'd love to do that. So, and you can ask any questions you want. Send us an email, call, whatever you would like. For now, our phone lines are open. Eight 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 ninety nine chart.
0: Invest talk is always made better when our listeners contribute their questions. Hi guys, Lee from North Carolina here. I had a question about Stitch Fix ticker S F I X. So tell your friends and family members they can interact in real time. With Steve Peasley and Justin Klein during the Invest Talk live stream program between 4 and 5 p.m. Pacific time. Hey, Justin and Steve, this is Phil in Washington, D.C. Love you guys. I've learned so much. Or they can leave their questions anytime 24 7 in the Invest Talk voice bank. Look forward to hearing your answer on the podcast. Thanks. Remember, for live or recorded questions, the number never changes 888 99
2: Chart. Hi, good afternoon. This is Robert in Oakland, California. Got a quick question about stock warrants. Three quick questions. One, do the stock warrants usually have a deadline date? Two, is there somewhere that I can go to buy specifically gold and silver stock warrants? And three, normally are gold and silver stock warrants are they marginable? Thank you very much. Love your program.
1: Warrants. Uh, I, I Probably no one knows what a warrant is. Not very many people because they're, they're kind of unusual. A warrant, sometimes when you buy a stock, especially if you're buying a brand new stock, you know, it just came out, uh, and to attract people to the IPOs, Especially, the, you know, if the, if it's not a very successful IPO or not a very big or well known, they will sell you the stock and give you warrants to buy more stock. What does that mean? Okay, let's say IPO is at ten dollars a share, <clears throat> and it's just a regular old IPO, and it really just so mediocre. Nothing, nobody really has that interest in it. But it's still IPO. They might sell you give sell you hey buy a thousand shares or ten thousand shares at ten dollars or a million shares at $10. If you buy for every every 100 shares you buy, we'll give you a warrant to buy one more share within the next year at the same IPO price of $10. Okay. So, now that that means you have the shares and you have the right to buy more shares at $10 and the and the, the stock over you know, maybe it ekes up to $12 by the end of the year. You can then exercise your warrant, buy ten, you know, buy stock for $10, and sell, sell them at 12 That's what a warrant is, the right to buy a stock at a set price. That's what a warrant is. Now, let's say, can you sell the warrant to somebody else? Yes, you can sell warrants to other people. Now, there's not a big market for it. The spread might be, you know, large. Yeah. You know? So in other words, if you have a warrant, the same scenario: I gave you ten dollars, and you have a warrant to buy for ten dollars within a year, or let's say it's a warrant within five years, because it could be that way, five years. So you know, let's say you don't exercise the warrant, but you want to sell it. What well, what would you get for it? You might. My, let's the stock was twelve dollars, and the warrant is for ten. You might be able to sell it for $2 if there's a pl- enough time for it to go higher, $2 per warrant. Remember, the warrant is not the stock. That's the right to buy the stock at a set point. That's how warrants work. This is InvestTalk. I'm Steve and We have one goal here, always the same, to help you achieve financial freedom. So our work continues. 888-99-CHARGE.
0: You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99
4: Chart. Hi, Justin and Steve. I had a question about ticker symbol UNFI. If you can uh, give me an outlook on it, I would really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye
1: bye. Okay, this is United Natural Foods Inc. distributes natural, organic groceries, pro- groceries, produce, perishables, and other foods in the U.S. and Canada. It's a 1.2 billion dollar company, so it's a small cap company. Uh, it's going uh, to make three dollars nineteen cents this year. Made a dollar three last year. Um, And then 322 next year, and it's a 22 dollar stock, so it's pretty reasonably priced. The return equity is pretty low at only 4%. That's that's really low, Um, and it has lots of debt. This this is the two areas that I think makes me worried about this company, and you know I think the company is fairly valued. It's not, you know, right based on last year's earnings, it's a good value. Based on next year's earnings. You could even say it's kind of undervalued. But be very careful because it's got a lot of debt and their return on equity is poor of 4%. You should be higher. Cash flow is very good at 6%. $6. $6.16 a share, I mean. Okay, and uh, mutual funds are buyers. So it's near a high that it made back in, uh, let's see, back in... uh, What's that? Hold on, hold on. Got these stupid... Okay. Uh, it had made a high in May, and that's about right where it's trading right now. So it's going to be hitting resistance. It popped up the last three or four days. So something's going on there. Um, so I, I don't have a big feeling about this one way or another. I'd have to do more work. I'd rather, I would be much happier if it was growing faster before covid it was growing very fast but since uh, July quarter growth was flat no growth at all and this October last October it grew 6% we haven't we don't won't know until a, this final quarter until another few weeks so it's one of those things i don't know i'm not keen on it 8899 chart Okay, uh, Microsoft joins General Motors. <laughs> excuse me, I don't know if you saw this. Putting in two, um, was it? Was it two? Yeah, two billion dollars in a joint venture uh, on Cru- the a company called Cruise. Cruise is a startup company that GM started with uh, with the help of uh, Honda, and now Microsoft is joining the effort. And this is all about self driving cars. Okay, so they this Cruise startup company is developing self-driving cars, and of course Microsoft is going to help provide the software for that. And if you note, know, there's a lot of companies doing this, joining with tech companies, you know, uh, to get self-driving cars on the market. I'm hoping they succeed in doing that. I really need self-driving cars because I'm getting older, and I, uh, I mean. Either I'm going to have to hire a driver at some point, probably, or, or else I stay home, <laughs> you know. But self-driving cars seems to be a good solution. So I just thought that was interesting. There's a company that a spin-off, a company or a company there's the GM started called Cruise. I don't think it's publicly traded yet, but it's going to be at some point. So it's a it's a joint venture with GM, Honda, and now Microsoft. Cruise, C R U I S E. Nothing. So, we'll see about that. Um, and finally, if we can get to it, uh, you know, electric vehicles, right? Self-driving electric vehicles are a big thing these days. Electric vehicles. One of the big problems is charging the battery. And, and with today's technology, you got to charge it for hours upon hours to get it fully charged. Do you know that they are looking into? charging your car by just driving it over a certain number a certain lane in the in the in the on the, in the freeway or highway that has the ability to send uh, char- charges your car as it drives over that particular highway they're working on that technology don't you think that's neat so you're just driving this down the street and you're charging your car I'm Steve Peasley and this completes another Invest Talk program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening and encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. We post a new program each weekday shortly after the end of our live stream broadcast. And that concludes at 5 o'clock every day. Okay, Pacific time. So get your free downloads, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and investtalk.com.